0: And I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. This is the third Conjuring film in the Conjuring series, which has had a couple spin-offs with Annabelle and The Nun. We have screenplay by Dave Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. What a long name. And this was directed by Michael Chaves. So here we are. This is the third Conjuring movie. Uh, took a while to get out here. The first one in 2013 in 2016 and now we have here five years later the third movie now taylor today we're going to do a, a non-spoiler review yes. but this is your first conjuring film so um you know what what were you kind of uh, i guess your expectations and maybe what you're thinking of walking into your kind of going the last movie of this franchise quote unquote as what they've been saying
1: yeah, I literally walked into the movie. I went to the wrong theater. I was meant to see a spirited away. It didn't happen. <laughs> no, um, so Chris knows this. And for those other, I, number two, I am not a horror um, per se. I'm not a huge fan of that. But this was a, uh, I really enjoyed, you know, going into this after seeing the trailer. I've gotten more into the occultish type thing. So my expectations were there's going to be a lot of jump scares and some creepy stuff happening. I'm going to have to watch this during the day. Uh, Not with headphones. I didn't know what, you know, that's what I was thinking. And um, I was worried, though, coming into this that I'd have to know a lot of backstory um, without spoiling anything. way the good thing about it is it's kind of like these episodic tales of this couple of exorcists, really.
0: Yeah, this is uh, the two main characters that are played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are actually real life um, kind of spiritual uh, paranormal kind of investigators, if you will. And I mean, these Conjuring films are based on some of their previous cases, and they kind of made a career out of um, studying and kind of looking after odd cases of the occult or of paranormal activity and trying to help people. And so these movies are kind of the somewhat Hollywoodized version of some of these stories that they went through. And they were actually, you know, part of the um, team that would help along with some of these movies, but of course being these are horror movies uh the dire- you know director James Wan who started the whole Conjuring series really you play into the more scary elements the haunted house element this Conjuring movie took a different direction from that and this is actually based on the real life trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson who uh was a- a convicted of a murder in 1981 and he actually did Uh, in his trial, he confessed that the devil made him do it. So this movie is a lot more about kind of like, it's kind of like a chase in a way in terms of like trying to hunt down clues. It's much more of a, like a, um, like a detective case of them trying to figure out like, yeah, is this real? Who is doing it? Get to some witchcraft and hearing like, Oh, it's maybe a person that is uh, put a curse on this guy. And so it's a little different in terms of not having so much of a enclosed house. That is very creepy where all the uh, things that, you know, scare us come out at night. But I think you and I both would agree that uh, a standout, of course, we do have a Patrick Wilson for Farmiga familiar hair who are they're They're been really the, the, the two leads of this series and they're very fantastic together. And this one gets to explore a little bit more of their backstory, a little more of their romance and how they became a couple. And I like that this one kind of spoke a little bit about how, you know, they've, they've gone through all these crazy things together where they see so many things to the point where they're really risking their own life, but how it kind of uh, speaks on their own faith and their own, I guess, uh, their kind of love together, how far they're willing to go to like help people. I know I have to bring it up because I think it was one of my favorite parts of this movie. It was very eerie, but it was tone set up. It wasn't so much a jump scare. I kind of like this movie being kind of like creepy, you don't see it happening, but, you know, I think you and I are a big fan of John Noble and he gets to play a pretty creepy part in this movie as this kind of farmer who is an ex-priest who used to study the occult. And he kind of has his basement of all these weird artifacts and things. I thought that was a very kind of creepy setup. You see him in the trailer, you know, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, whenever you need like a, a creepy moment in a movie, get John Noble. I mean, he's quite literally voiced... Uh, the voice of Scarecrow from Batman. So yeah, he's definitely just has that presence. And it just, he definitely adds to the creep factor of this film. Uh, He's definitely a good addition for this uh,
0: series. But overall, you know, I feel just, I think what fell short for this movie for me now, of course, I didn't go see it in the theater. I saw it via HBO Max, which we have kind of already tested throughout the last six months that If you see a movie that is new through a streaming device, it typically is not going to give you the same effect as going to see it on the big screen. And I feel like a a scary movie like this, sometimes you need to be in a big theater with those really loud sound effects. Now I personally watched it in the dark had all the lights off. I did use my AirPods to try to have really that somewhat, you know, same experience, but I'm watching it on my laptop. It's not like the most, you know, and I'm sitting there eating my, I, saw, I did make some popcorn, but um, I out. think you can kind of tell I, I had to go, you know, the full wall here. I've been a big fan of the series, so I think it just fell short because it wasn't James Wan who directed it. He really nailed the first two movies. There's such a like long lasting eeriness about them. And this one, to be honest, I kind of forgot about it after like two, three days. It didn't stick with me, um, it, you know, it didn't leave a a, a kind of ugh, Mark as it did, like you know, you know Annabelle being a huge. Wait, wait
1: what movie you're reviewing? I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> well, like you know, I think Annabelle and the Nun are two really iconic, uh, creepy characters that have come out from the first few films. Uh, actually have actually had their own spinoffs. I mean, Annabelle's had three films now. The Nun had a film. I don't see them making you know any kind of spinoff from this movie per se. Um, I don't know if it's gonna have the same uh weight as the other one, but I think it is kind of a neat story in that the first two movies are kind of those, okay, you kind of have to go along with it. You know, whether it's an exorcism type thing is someone possessed or is there a curse on this house? This makes it a little more interesting being that it's a court case and seeing like, can you actually use that, you As know, defense, the idea yeah. of defense of um, I was possessed and that made me kill somebody, you know, I wonder if this will be truly the last conjuring. Cause I think there'll still be an audience for it. This is kind of a more unique horror genre of the investigated type and again based on real stories you know i think for horror fans if it's something that actually could have happened it's much scarier than your say your michael myers your nightmare on elm street you know this has a little more weight to it because it is is like you know it did kind of happen and i love that the movies at the end do play some real footage or photos oh, or yeah, they play some creepy. real audio yeah I and like you know part good. of this story is, is a is you know this boy being possessed at first and then uh you know and they play some of the audio from that at the end and that's really creepy you know when you go to the credits and all of a sudden you're you're hearing well, yeah, real there's no stuff way
1: a little on, kid can make those noises i'm just saying it was a little nuts
0: no it was very uh, very true of um, The Exorcist, where you're hearing a very deep, uh, creepy you know, <laughs> meh, meh, kind of voice and all this stuff come out, you're going, I, I don't think some boy's making that up, you know? No, I can't even make that up, and I'm a grown man's voice, exactly. But um,
1: So, you know, I, it's not
0: bad, but I don't think it's going to run down as memorable at the end of the yeah, day.
1: I think if it's, um, you know, you don't have to see the first two, but you should. Uh, I'm gonna go back and watch the first two, um, but uh, for those of you maybe want to dip your toe in the horror genre, this might be the the first step uh, into these type of films. But you know, especially those who maybe enjoy the show like Supernatural and enjoy some of those things, this might be the sh- uh, movie for you
0: for sure. Yeah, a couple good creeps, a couple good scares, somewhat interesting story. Uh, it might be a good one to start off if you're wanting to to get into it. But I would say. Uh, the first two are much scarier. So uh, prepare yourselves. And I know, believe, believe both of those are currently streaming on Netflix, but um, okay, that's correct. go check out The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, now playing in theaters or streaming on HBO Max. And that was this week's Potential Pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at...